there's something about running to me that's incredibly freeing. So unlike a lot of other sports, it's you, your two feet, and the pavement. And there's no one stopping you from doing it. Hi friends, this is Daniel Martinez, co-host and creator of the Any Given Run Day podcast. I personally want to thank you for taking the time to listen to us today. This podcast was created with you, the runner, in mind. We dive in and talk to athletes of all levels, abilities, and share our stories and experiences with you. All right, thank you again for joining us for the Any Given Run Day podcast. Uh, We are very excited today. Uh, We have a very special guest. Um, We just technically met her today. (laughs) We've been communicating through email, but we're finally getting to talk. Um, I will go to let her uh, introduce herself. Hi, yeah. Um, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited um, you know, to be invited on this podcast. I'm obviously definitely a very passionate runner. Um, and so, you know, the opportunity to be able to um, speak to runners, uh, as we all know, we're, you know, we're, we're our own unique breed in and of itself. Um, I'm excited to be here. My name is Rose McCarty. Um, and yeah, so I've, uh, you know, I started off, um, you know, running pretty much for as, as long as I can remember. Um, when I was younger, uh, definitely enjoyed more, I would say the middle distance sports and then, um, you know, had knee injury, which is, you know, very common and then kind of entering into my early adulthood. And then, you know, throughout, I discovered the world of endurance running, um, including also, uh, triathlons and Ironmans Mm. and, uh, fell in love with it and I haven't looked back ever since so I I really I love the the world of endurance running and just endurance sports I know right we we, why do we like things that hurt a lot and take a lot of our time I know (laughs) (laughs) but uh yes this is Rose and she's currently uh doing something that's pretty pretty awesome um it was brought to to my attention by a friend um here in San Antonio and she's currently, correct me if I get any of this wrong, but she's currently running about 15 cities. It's about 100 miles a week and to total out to about 1,000 miles in two months for a very, very particular cause. Is that, does that sound about right? Yeah, that, that is correct. Um, so it is 1,000 miles in two months, in two months, which is, yes, crazy, um, in 15 cities. But it's a cause that's very near and dear to my heart, um, something that I, you know, just kind of, came up with um, in light of, you know, kind of the, the current um, turbulence times that we're all going through as a nation um, and globally, uh, but it's, uh, all of this is being done to help support at-risk youth, so um, obviously I'm, yeah, averaging about 100 miles a week, there'll be heavier weeks than others, you know, to make sure that I do hit the 1,000-mile goal, I'm going to continue to increase, it's about 25 miles on average a day, um, and the mileage will continue to increase or increase throughout the journey, um, but it's all being done to raise awareness for at-risk youth. So um, it really came about as um, you know, we all started, you know, being homebound during the, you know, with the initial onset of the pandemic, and then it continuing, um, and just something that I have some personal experience with. Uh, made me start thinking about um, these at-risk youth that are out there, and that could be um, any, you know, a kid that has is in any type of situation ranging from homeless to um, abusive, like very abusive environments to, um, you know, a lot of other type of desolates or um, unhealthy conditions, and um, the impact that has been done to organizations that help them. And oftentimes these kids, uh, school 
and after school activities, including, you know, athletics are a safe haven for them. So it gives them something to look forward to. And I started realizing that that's all been taken away. So these are kids who now have absolutely no escape. And even though they still had to come home to maybe really, you know, unfortunate conditions, they had some form of release. And I know for me, I found a lot of solace in running um, at a young age. And I, you know, just, I wanted to make a difference. And so I came up with the crazy idea of running a thousand miles in two months across 15 cities because I wanted to make sure that this is done across the nation because these youth are impacted nationwide. Mm -hmm. Um, to raise as much money as I possibly could to help support them. In addition to also just um, create an opportunity for us as runners to get out there, get active in a healthy and safe way. Um, you know, it, it provides us an opportunity to explore the great outdoors, um, you know, you, you know, while practicing social distancing and letting these kids know that we're out running miles, not just myself, but as a nation, um, thinking of them while we're going through this, you know, unfortunate um times yeah it must be a little bit uh well i mean i don't know in your case but with ever since this whole pandemic started you know a lot of the run clubs or or a lot of people have had to start running on their own you know i I have a run club here in san antonio and it's it's not it's not hard running by yourself but you you tend to miss that you know um how have you been doing it out there um it's definitely it's always a lot more fun when you can run with um friends and, um, I, but I will say it, it gives you a lot of, um, time to, to think, and it's given me a new appreciation for being able to explore, um, nature and just even, you know, your traditional road running in a different way. I also have found that I think it makes you mentally tougher, um, throughout your running, which will only help you continue to improve, um, later on once we can, you know, start hopefully running together again, um, as friends and clubs and organizations. So it's, it's challenging. Absolutely. (laughs) But there's definitely good that can come out of it as well. I think from a mental straight standpoint. Gotcha. Yeah. So when you started this journey, uh, it was July 10th. Is that right? Correct. Okay. And you, your first run was actually uh, my hometown, San Antonio, but you are from Houston. No, so I reside in San Antonio. Oh, you reside in um, San Antonio. Awesome. We're gonna have to I, we're gonna have yeah. to get together sometime. I would I would absolutely love to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so, so you started I, um, you started in San Antonio. I, That's cool. Okay, and you live here. Yeah, okay. no, I started in San Antonio. I did live in Houston for um, several years prior, okay. but yes, no, San Antonio is my hometown. Awesome. Okay, so you started in your hometown, and then you went to Austin. Uh, Dallas, and you're, correct me if I'm wrong, tonight's your, na- your last night in Denver. It is. Tonight is my last night in Denver, and then we are on to Salt Lake City, Utah. So um, I have, you know, very close friends that um, have been, you know, helping to support me. So I have a pit crew of two that are helping just to make sure that I have the nutrition and mm-hmm. helping, you know, keep the vehicle packed and everything um you know while going through this journey but yes we are on to salt lake city after that awesome awesome so out of the 15 cities how many of them have you actually already visited before or or are they all new to you (laughs) great question so salt lake i've never been i'm incredibly excited um i've always wanted to go to salt lake but i would say majority of the cities i have been to so um the remainder 
well, those that were before I had been to Salt Lake is going to be the only new one for me. Um, oh, wow. But yeah, the rest I've all been to. I think the only one I've been to is uh, De- Denver. Besides the besides the Texas cities, it's Denver. And I saw you're making a pit stop in If Nothing Changes in Eugene, and that's definitely one of the places I've been wanting to visit for quite a while. Yeah. Well, and actually, no, I stand corrected. You just reminded me. <laughs> um, it's, it's a long list with the 15. So Eugene is would be the only other one that I have not been to. Oh, so okay, okay. I'm very much looking forward to that as well. It's supposed to be a beautiful town. And there's so much history there with running. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Okay. So um, tell us a little bit about, because I, I mean, I can I can honestly, by, by what you're posting, by your website, by everything you're talking about, I can see the passion that you have for this. You know, I can see you have a connection with that. Can you tell us a little bit bit about what you've been through or uh, why this exactly? Yeah, um, it's and in, in doing this entire, um, you know, campaign and charity run and initiative has been definitely something that uh, also puts me in a, a little bit of an uncomfortable situation because um, normally I'm, I'm pretty quiet and reserved about it. Mm-hmm. But I believe that, you know, things like this um that push us out of our comfort zone also make us um stronger so i grew up in um uh an at-risk um youth environment so it was a a a pretty difficult childhood for me um and the thing with that is you know those things kind of carry with you throughout the rest of your life Mm -hmm. um so i have a very personal connection with the children that have gone through abuse um and neglect and abandonment. Gotcha. Um, if that helps give you some no, idea. Of course, of course. And 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 going through that, you found uh, you found running. How, yes. how did you find running? Like we all know, well, we know, we all know running's there. But you found it. I mean, competitively. Uh, you you said you were, from what I read, you were good at track and field, right? Correct. Tell me about yeah. that. Well, so as I think I remember uh, my first time running, I was in elementary school. Um, there's something about running to me that's incredibly freeing. So unlike a lot of other sports, it's you, your two feet and the pavement and there's no one stopping you from doing it. Right. So correct, correct. <laughs> you, you can, you can run anywhere. Um, and it's, I don't know, to me, it was very freeing, very liberating. Obviously, you know, the runners, how you get afterwards is always, is always great. And something that I, I think I, um, you know, latched onto pretty quickly, but it was a good time for me, or it was a good way for me to be able to go, and whether it be, you know, clear my head, or feel like I find, like I had something to look forward to on a particularly rough day, um, or an opportunity to think, and so starting in elementary school, I used to, I I grew up in a really small town, um, not a population of 300, Hmm. and so, yeah, K through 12 in one building. And so I was the kid that at recess, so we had recess, but the high schoolers had lunch. And so I was the one who was, you know, asking high schoolers to race me. (laughs) 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 I've always had a competitive edge. Um, And so I wanted to race because I just, I loved running. And once, once I had like my first run after that, like I just wanted to do it all the time, every day. And then before I knew it, uh, I was running track and field in middle school and then in high school. And like I said, then later in life, I got into the endurance side of it. So it's it's something that has um, really been, I would say, a lifeline for me at times. 
Um, it's been something that has made me stronger. Um, and it's been something that's been incredibly freeing. And I've met amazing people um, throughout my running, um, you know, time as well. Did you did you beat any of those high schoolers? I did, believe it or not. <laughs> I used to be fast. I'm not fast anymore. <laughs> so what was your... Um, I, I used to be, speed was, my, speed was my game. And then I, you know, in my later life, you, I lost the speed, but I got into the endurance and started getting pretty pretty into that what was your what was your um like in middle school high school what was your distance uh the 800 the 800 was my race. got it yeah all right and so how did that transit did you run like collegiately or did you just do it you know while you were studying or what was or what was your you know after school what was what did you do yeah so i did run for a very short time collegiately but um i had a, a knee injury oh. so hence hence the switch to uh endurance after that yeah so had to take some time off, uh, quite a bit of time off. And then, um, you know, I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to do that ever again. But what can I do? So then I just started going out and running um, once I, you know, was recovered. And then before I knew it, I, you know, three miles turned into five and five turned into 10. And then I remember one day um, I just went out and I was like, I'm just going to run as long as I can and just see how far I make it. <laughs> and I, I think I ended up getting close to 20 miles that day. So wow. <laughs> that's amazing. It was, what, what, uh, was it still in the small town or was this? Uh, no, you... no, I, no, this was, um, I was in Michigan at that time. Oh, Michigan. Okay. Yeah. All right. Was the weather pretty good? No, actually. Well, the time when I went out for like the really long run, it, I think it was chilly, but it, you know, ideal running temps. It wasn't snow on the ground, but got it. That's so, always good. So, tell me a little bit about your. Uh, I mean, you've done. You said marathon halves. I'm guessing halves, marathons, and even Ironman. What what uh, yeah. what has been your favorite experience? I mean, I, I always love learning about new races I've never been to. Um, what has been one of your unforgettable experiences? Yeah. So, I mean, I would have to say as far as un- unforgettable just because of the sheer amount of, of training investment that goes into doing Ironmans, um, that's definitely the most unforgettable. I mean, you're, you're doing two-a-days. You're hitting the pool at 5 a.m., and then you're either running um, really long distances in the evening or you're cycling, depending on, on what you know your day is. But, yeah, Ironmans for sure. Which, which, one, which one did you get to do? Oh, the... I actually did Buffalo Springs, and then I did Oil Man. Buffalo, okay. And what... I, I am proud to say I didn't place, but I did come in fourth in my age group. Oh wow! Yeah. Awesome. And how did how did you go about training? I mean, I mean, did you have a coach? Did you just kind of do your own studying and did your thing, or? So at first, I started training on my own, and then I did end up hiring a coach. So that was really what kind of took me to the next level. So uh, around what around how long have you been living in San Antonio? So I've been living in San Antonio for a little over two years. Oh, okay. So still pretty, I mean, would you consider that new or what, what, what would you say? I would get, yeah, I would definitely consider that new. Yeah. So have you been able to, I mean, where do you usually train around town? Well, so um, I also work in, so I still go back and forth from San Antonio to Houston. So definitely do a lot of training in both cities. Um, I will say just because of kind of my work schedule and everything, um, Oftentimes, I will, I'll just go on a run from my house, and then I'll eventually run and hit the river walk, and then all the way down, you know, to Kings William area, 
and back or I'll go run out at Woodlawn Lake, which is, is a great run. I really love um, just that park. It's a beautiful park and it's a, it's a great loop. Um, it's a good distance. Uh, so I would say those are kind of the two big areas. Um, and then there's the, uh, you know, several different trailheads that I like to, to catch as well when I'm feeling more adventurous. Man, it makes me wonder if we've ever just randomly crossed each other so at some point. I'm always at, I'm always. Uh, we probably have. <laughs> I'm always at King Williams. I'll, I'll run from King William all the way to the Pearl and to the zoo oh. and back. And uh, we, we zigzag King William on Mondays. It's it's. Uh, I love that area. Well, Pretty... we'll have to we'll have to meet up, and then we'll also have to go for a run together. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so. Let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about your your journey. What did so you started in San Antonio, then you went to Austin. What tell us a little bit about? Uh, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you visited Austin already, but what did you get to do while you were out, out there for a couple three days, right? Yeah, so I was there for three days. Um, in Austin, didn't spend a a lot of time because I we just did a day trip from San Antonio up to Austin. So pretty oh. much run, pack up, go back, rest, and oh, then okay. go back to Austin. Okay. Um, and especially with social distancing, really just not much you my number one focus right now is on the running and raising awareness for the kids. Yeah. So not not doing a lot of exploring in these cities, but mm-hmm. making sure that the runs that I'm doing are in really pretty areas. Oh, okay, okay. And do you, the cities that you're attending or going to, you do you already have it mapped out where you want to run? or we, Yes, um, we, we definitely have it mapped out. So um, we have... Uh, basically three options for each city so when we get in we go and we check it out just to make sure that what we you know assessed online meets our expectations then we choose the one that we think is going to be best awesome and could you tell everybody what measures or what precautions you're taking for for doing this at such a time yeah so a lot Um, (laughs) there's been a ton of preparation that's gone into it um like i said so there's a you know, we have a team of three out here, so myself and then a pick crew of two. So everything from face masks to hand sanitizer to six feet social distancing. I'm running alone. I'm not running with anyone. Um, the list goes on and on. But we're really, like, we're there for the run. That's it. Yeah. And how are you Are, are you able to present it to people in any, in, any, in any way? I mean, still social distancing, but are you able to present what you're doing to people in these cities or you kind of just let the tent speak for itself or? Oh yeah. So we definitely present. So, um, my team, they, they stay in the tent. So it's a fuel tent. So it's basically a tent where I can come, I can get my hydration, my nutrition, but the parks that we're at, they're active parks. Mm -hmm. Um, but we make sure that, you know, we always have masks on, um, with any type of social interaction, and ask that, you know, if anyone's interacting with us, they do as well. Um, in addition that, you know, we maintain the six feet social distancing. Um, we have our website, so we're not handing out any type of, of material mm-hmm. um, because we want to make sure that there's, you know, there's no contact. So, you know, if there's any, you know, if they have any further questions as far as information besides what we can tell them verbally from a distance, um, the runroserun.com website has all information there as far as how you can donate um it has you know what the cause is and why it has information about my story mm-hmm. um and then also information on what we're doing to maintain social distancing awesome and and what um or can you tell us a little bit of how people can get involved how they can support or get the word out about what it is not just what you're doing but 
the reason behind it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, really, every dollar makes a big difference. So I this this event is 100% um, self-funded by me. We have partnered with two amazing charitable organizations, so Covenant House and Good Sports. Um, the reason that I chose these two organizations is they really kind of hit my, you know, my three key pillars is what how I like to, to reference it. So they pro- they provide food, um, uh, food and shelter, uh, community, and then um, the ability to play slash exercise. So Covenant House, um, they have houses all throughout the, the U.S. and internationally. Okay. Um, they provide everything from food, shelter, clothing, um, counseling programs, uh, work transition programs when the, the, you know, the kids are old enough and they're starting to transition into adulthood, um, educational programs. They really do a lot to help these kids land on their feet and land on them successfully with, um, you know, support community, um, you know, that can play the role of, of a family and friends. Um, and then good sports, really another amazing organization, that has donated over $57 million worth of athletic equipment to underprivileged children uh, nationwide. And so that includes everything from running shoes to if, you know, a kid wants to play football or basketball, um, you know, playgrounds, things that um, basically these kids would not be able to have uh, an opportunity to be involved with because they don't, have the the means to be able to afford um the equipment yeah and to me that's really incredibly important because it you know depending on the circumstances that these children are going through there is a lot of solace that can be found through sports in my opinion no matter what the sport is it's a healthy way to learn um coping skills it's a healthy way to take care of yourself it's a healthy way to be able to learn the importance of um, teammanship and, um, you know, sense of accomplishments, uh, positive accomplishments. So I'm incredibly passionate about the positive impact that athletics can have on any child. Um, but even more so on those that wouldn't be able to um, participate, uh, given their circumstances. And are these organizations like how, besides donating, is there any other ways people like myself can can actually be be a part of this is, is there time to volunteer or there's is there things like other opportunities other than donating yeah so um great question so right now just due to the circumstances um as with like most charitable organizations they're not able to have actual like volunteers so, yeah. um so obviously donating is one way um and like i said every dollar makes a difference yeah but the other way that we're doing this is so we have um i've created a run rose run strava group okay and so what we're doing is um we're working towards a nationwide goal it's a lofty goal but i like to go big or go home in my opinion <laughs> um, especially if you're from texas right yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um but it's a, a nationwide goal of 100,000 miles. Okay. And uh, basically, it's, you know, to me, it, it serves two purposes. So one, um, it helps send the message to these kids because these organizations are also helping to spread the message of what we're doing um, to them. That we as a nation, even though, you know, we may be apart, we're pulling together to let these kids know that 
there are people out there that are thinking of them and they're getting active and they're running miles. So, you know, I would encourage people to join the, the club, log your miles on it. Um, you know, it syncs with most um, GPS watches. And essentially, every single one of those miles, you're telling, um, you know, these youth that you're out there every step thinking of them. So this is on Strava and it's Run, Rose, Run. Correct. Great, great. How, how does it, how, I mean, how, how long do you, are you just kind of have this open until you reach that goal or is it for a certain time frame? Um, so I think that's still TBD. Um, you know, I, I want to leave this, this run club open beyond yeah. the, the two month um, limit. I mean, to me, there's no reason why they should we just would stop. stop. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Do you have any, um, like any stats or anything you could share with us as to what, um, you know, or tell us a little bit about what at risk means or the stats as to, you know, how many youth are going through this or things like yeah. that. So a really impactful stat to me that, um, I mean, really kind of, I would say hit me in my gut. So, um, 70 to 80% of the homeless population are under the age of 18. Wow. Um, these organizations, so covenant house alone, they've, um, due to COVID, um, or the pandemic, they, um, they, you know, their, their fundraising season for most, um, organizations and there's, you know, a significant impact to good sports as well, um, is their key time to be able to help raise awareness, um, and funds for these, these youth. They've lost over $16 million for the year and money that would have been able to be raised to help, um, you know, provide food, shelter, et cetera, for these kids. Wow. That's a big drop. Yeah. Yeah. And have you been able to, I mean, you mentioned earlier that you, you do know some of these kids. Have you been able, how, how, how long has, has this organ, these organizations been around? Um, good question. I don't know off the top of my okay. head. Covenant House has been around for a very long time. Very long time. Okay. Um, a very, very long time. And Good Sports has been around for a long time as well. Um, they're, they're newer, but, um, they definitely, they've, they've been, um, I, I don't know off the top of my head. I should. And so thank you. No, oh. no, it's, it's okay. It's oh, okay. okay but... <laughs> no, I mean, what I was really, really trying to get at was, have you been able to see, I guess, or meet youth that have gone through this program or have at least been able to take advantage of this program and have, you know, come out of it, been successful, you know, just had just shown that they've, they've, they got the help and they're doing well now. Yeah. So, um, I mean, as far as being able to meet these youth, uh, since this has started with these programs, no, um, Mm -hmm. because obviously given the the current state times, um, you know, health is everyone's number one priority, health and safety. So no, I haven't had the opportunity to personally meet, um, these children, but I mean, I can tell you just, you know, from my story and I've met, you know, many people throughout uh, my adulthood that have, you know, been able to participate in programs um, that have helped them land on their feet, that the the impact is significant. It can really change someone's life for the better. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and you mentioned the amount of money that they kind of dropped because of the situation is, 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 is a lot. Is a lot, and, and I yeah. can see why you're doing, you know, what you're doing to, to help. And we will help. We will help spread the word as much as we can, and you know, and support. Um, Thank you. Yes, of course. So, how long? Um, 
let's go back to the to you know what it is that you're doing how long have you were you were you already prepared for what you're doing because you're running a lot of miles very yeah. consecutively i mean were you already prepared for it, or is it something that you actually took the time to prepare for beforehand so i definitely um started you know uh, i've all for many years i've been um you know into the endurance running world I'd be lying if I said that I went in like fully prepared, but it's two months. And so, you know, the longer you keep running, the more you're going to continue. So I definitely put training in before, but this all kind of came to uh, fruition pretty quickly. So like I said, given, you know, the current times, I really wanted to be able to do something to make a positive difference Mm -hmm. um, for these children. And so this, I, I, pulled this together in a little over a month oh wow so so, yeah it's one of those things but I will say I'm feeling stronger and stronger every day okay um I mean I just did a three-day 72 miles and I'm I'm not having any issues um I'm feeling literally stronger and stronger every single day uh I actually had the uh privilege of meeting um, an incredibly inspirational person while I was here um, in Denver, mm-hmm. who is the world's first and only ever um, blind person to run across the United States. Wait, what's his name? Uh, Jason Romero. Okay. Oh, across the United States. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's and yeah. he lives there in Denver. He does. Okay. How'd you how'd you get to meet him, or how did you come across him? He just happened to be at the park um, that I was running at, saw the tent, came up, started asking questions, and he's been coming out every day to support um, an amazing, amazing person. But, you know, someone like him who he, so he, he has many other accolades far, far beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been in, he's done a, a ton of amazing things in the ultra world and then also professionally. Wow. Um, but he, I mean, he's been watching me run. He gave me confidence that, like, I'm looking strong. So that's I'm good. feeling pretty confident. That's yeah. good. That's good. And I think those, that's that's some of the uh, awesome things that get to happen to us when we do things like this. My wife and I have gone out and, you know, just some unexpected things have happened that really kind of just say, you know, you were meant to do this. You know, this is, yeah. this is it's not in vain. You're not doing it for any reason. But you're, you're, you're and you, I wouldn't doubt you will meet more people throughout this journey that are just going to oh, keep, keep pushing you. Um, so that's, that's great. That's great. Um, I do have a couple of questions here. It's kind of like, you you, you don't okay. have a lot of time to think about it. Just kind of spit out the quick answer. <laughs> no, no, no pressure. <laughs> so it's only about 10 questions, but um, all right. <laughs> all right, here we go. So what is your biggest goal? Uh, biggest goal, a thousand miles in two months. A thousand miles in two months. Okay. <laughs> so what is a dream race that you have? Dream race. Um, running, uh, doing the ultra through Death Valley. Oh, the race? The the one? The one. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but yes. Badwater. <laughs> yes, thank you, Badwater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I If you ever do that, you need to, well, hopefully after this, we'll, we'll stay in contact and... And if you ever yeah. do that, I will, I'll be there to cheer you on every step of the way. Oh, awesome. Thank you. So, um, some people love running with music. Some people don't, uh, some it's depending on situation, but do you have a pre-race song at all? Or do you listen to music at all? I do. Yes. Um, I will say it definitely depends. Some days I like 
just the quiet. Um, and some days I like the music. Pre, do I have a pre-race song? <laughs> you know, I think it depends on the mood that I'm in that day. So no. All right, all right. But you do, but you do listen to music. I do. Yeah. Okay. I would say majority of the time. <laughs> so, um, do you have a particular or? It could be any any uh, sport, but I'm I'm sure we're gonna end up with the endurance athlete. But do you have a favorite professional runner, someone you like, you know, looking looking uh, up to? Oh, that's such a hard question. <laughs> there's too many. Out I there. have so many, and so I don't know. I don't want to. There's not one name that I want to put out there. <laughs> Can I say that? <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Your favorite post race food? Oh yeah. Um, favorite post race food. Definitely would be pizza. Pizza. A lot of people yeah. would eat that beforehand. No. <laughs> it's, for me, it's after. It's after. Um, pizza and then some ice cream. Oh, okay, okay. No, that sounds good. I remember when, when, uh, when, because I guess, like I mentioned, my wife and I went to Denver. We, we actually went for a day and a half, and it was to do the Denver Marathon. Uh, it was literally a go and come back. And, yeah. um, I remember at the end of the race, they had some like chocolate bars or something, and it was it's everything tastes so much better right after a run. It does everything, it no matter really what does. it is. <laughs> but, I would say right after a run, a bag of chips, a bag of chips, like a bag of like just you, it could be just like Lay's potato chips, and it's like the best tasting chip I've ever had. I don't know why, but <laughs> but there's there's a time when uh my wife and i did a spartan race and we had some little like gatorade pouches um and we you know we stopped one at one point and we drank them delicious so good and then we had a couple leftover and we we had them for randomly we had them for like a snack or something and it was the most horrible tasting thing ever <laughs> but i know why because <laughs> i'm like yeah. it's meant for you know when you're doing the sports when for when you're sweating and you know exactly all right do you I'm sure you do both because of what you said, but roads or trails? I would say majority of the time roads. Majority of the time roads. Okay. Yeah. Um, favorite race distance? Ooh, marathon. Oh, marathon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The hurt. Get that hurt. You're yeah, running. You're running I, a mar- I don't know. You're I, almost I running a marathon hurt. every day. Well, I know. <laughs> I'm for punishment, apparently, and pain. <laughs> And let's see here, uh, group running or solo? Hmm. Oh, I that kind of lo- like when when you have a choice. <laughs> when you have a choice, it's uh, definitely group running. Group yeah, running. it's always more fun when you have company. Do you do you, what what uh, what group do you join here in town? So I'm actually looking to find a group um, okay. because I I was traveling so much, um, you know, pre-pandemic. Okay. I didn't have the opportunity to be able to meet up with um, the group. So I, I would love um, any suggestions. Oh, yeah. I will definitely. Yes. I, I, I'll send you a list. <laughs> Thank you. For sure. And your favorite running shoe. So that's an interesting question because I it, has varied um i think my my gait has changed um you know the older i've gotten but so right now um i'm actually looking at exactly what it is but it's the new balance um fresh x foam the 1080 okay and then um but before that i i was a religious mizuno uh, wave rider um wear for about 13 or 14 years so Oh, why the switch? 
Uh, my gait changed. Oh, okay, 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 just, okay. Yeah, gotcha. it started. I started having um, issues oh, okay. uh, running in it. They, I used to. It used to be the best thing ever, and then I, it just my it no longer agreed with me. So. Mm. Well, thank you very much for answering those questions. Uh, yeah. I think that's a very quick and short way to get to know a person a little bit more. Um, Absolutely. And so if we want to, you know, really uh, follow you on your journey as you're going through this, what are some different outlets we can we can look into? I mean, we got the website, right? Which is yep. run, runroserun.com? Correct. Okay. Yep. And how else can and we follow? And then uh, Instagram, follow? so runroserun2020. Okay. Um, I would say that would definitely be the next biggest one. And then um, you can also, I'm going to start posting more and more on my LinkedIn. Um, So Rose McCarty, but follow us on Instagram. Um, Majority of our content that we're sharing is going to be on there. So Awesome. And would you be willing to come back and talk to us after this whole journey is over for a short recap? Oh, I'd love to. Absolutely. We would love to hear your, you know, about your experiences and how everything went. And I mean, it's, it's, I think it's people like yourself. I mean, someone like you would probably say, oh, it's not much that I'm doing. I'm just doing a little bit. But, you know, there's people like myself who actually look up to you. You know, it's like you're, you're doing something pretty amazing. You're doing it for an amazing cause. And, um, you know, it it does deserve a little bit of of credit, you know, a little bit of, because not everybody can do it or not everybody will be willing to do it. And you're putting time and money. And so, yeah, I mean, thank you. No, well, thank you. I would be um, honored to uh, follow up with you post um, this journey. And I appreciate the kind words. I mean, yeah, to me, it's, I feel like I, you know, I wish I could do so much more, but um, I, I really appreciate everything you just said. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, pleasure, pleasure. And I do love to finish every podcast, giving, uh, every, allowing, you know, my guests to, give us a little bit of a word of inspiration or just anyone that's out there that has been in your shoes or looking for some, some good word. Um, is there anything you'd love to, you'd love to say? Yeah. Um, so I think that there's two things I, I would really, um, like to say. So, um, the first would be that, you know, and it's, you know, said time and time again, but that you, you truly can do anything that you put your mind to. Um, no matter how big or small. So uh, one of my favorites, favorite quotes, and I've carried this with me for a very, very long time, actually still have the same printed laminated um, quote that I take with me, um, you know, throughout like to all my offices and like just throughout all the places I've lived in the U.S. But it's um, from Eleanor uh, Roosevelt saying that um, basically no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. You must do that, which you think you cannot do, um, and stop and look fear in the face. So to me, that I don't know, I find a lot of power um, in that. And then I would say the second thing, just one, one foot in front of the other. It's the big, biggest thing you can do. I, I've met too many people who say that they want to get into running, but you know they're they're scared right they mm-hmm. they're afraid that they're going to be slow or that they're not going to be able to do it and you know what even if you have to start out walking walk it's just one foot in front of the other what do you have to lose um you get you can literally leave from your house and you can go explore it can be just you you can meet great amazing people but um don't think too far ahead start you know think small and then aim big 
Awesome, awesome. It, 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 people say that it's just a, a thing we say all the time, but it's very true. It's very true. You are not, you will not be the first person that starts off walking. Yeah. You know, Never. You, we all start, we all have a starting point. <laughs> and we still, no matter how conditioned of a runner you are, no matter how elite you are, there, every, every runner at any level still has days where they set out to do one thing and then they end up having to walk yeah. at some point. So yeah. we all have good days and bad days, but exactly. number one is get out, get out and do it. And, and, yeah. uh, well, yeah, I mean, you're, you're a great example of that. And we thank you for that. We thank you for being a guest today. Um, I mean, you're still at the beginning of your journey, but we know, we, I know that you can, you'll get it done. And, um, I'm, well, I'm getting close to almost 300 miles, so we're getting there. Thir- we're making some progress. That'll be a 30% there already. Get, getting there, yeah. Not quite. But <laughs> Not quite, but you'll be getting there. Almost at 300 miles, so we'll, we'll hit over 300 in uh, Salt Lake. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, is that going to be an elevation? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, we wish you, we wish you well. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm actually more worried about Vegas than I am Salt Lake, to be oh, honest, just man. because of the heat. But yeah. it's dry heat. So. All right. Well, again, thank you, Rose, for being a guest. Rose running 15 yeah, sure. cities, 100 miles a week, 1,000 miles in two months. Um, thank you for being a guest, and we wish you well, and we'll be keeping up with you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Awesome. Have a wonderful day, and uh, get some rest. Thank you. you. Bye bye. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Any Given Run Day podcast. Feel free to reach out to us, and if you have not done so already, please make sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you may listen. Please leave us a comment and a five star review if you liked what you've heard. Until next time.